Captain's log. Stardate 2934.6. Sensors have detected the sound patterns of exclusive interviews with actors, producers, authors, and so much more. All devoted to the best in classic television. It is highly recommended that you check out the TV Retrovision podcast. Kirk out. I'm Ed Gross, and this is TV Retrovision, the podcast where we celebrate all our yesterdays, today and tomorrow. When you consider superheroes in the 1970s, none made as big an impact as Christopher Reeve's debut as the Man of Steel in 1978's Superman the Movie. But to give it its due, television was actually way ahead of the curve when it came to superpowered beings, giving us Linda Carter as Wonder Woman, Nicholas Hammond as Spider-Man, Bill Bixby and Lou Ferrigno as Dr. David Banner and the Incredible Hulk, and Lindsay Wagner as Jamie Summers, a.k.a. the Bionic Woman. And then, of course, there was the show from which her show was spun off, The Six Million Dollar Man. Lee Majors starred as astronaut Steve Austin, who, following a horrific accident, is equipped with bionic parts and reluctantly begins carrying out secret missions for the government. Based on Martin Caden's novel Cyborg, the concept and character were brought to television for the first time in a 1973 TV movie that was so successful that it spawned two sequels. This was followed by a weekly series in the fall of 1974, and while Majors had starred in The Big Valley and would go on to The Fall Guy, it was Six Mill that secured both he and Steve Austin a permanent place in pop culture history. For this episode of TV Retrovision, we've dipped into the archives to retrieve our interview with Majors, which was conducted at the time The Six Million Dollar Man was released on DVD in a box set. And for the record, before we knew there would be a podcast, so apologies for some of the sound quality. It's bionic time. Yes, the main thing is the DVD. Perhaps, you, perhaps you've heard of that, right? I'm not, I'm not pushing it, Ed. I no. mean, I'm not, I'm not throwing it out there, but let me give you the website. Uh, there you go, please. <laughs> no, maybe at the end you could put www.6mdm.com. Sure, of course. Uh, that's, uh, it just came out. Uh, they just put it up online about two days ago. Okay. And I was shocked. Uh, I mean, it's not cheap, but you know what? I was shocked is what you get. Well, it's big. It's a whole freaking series. <laughs> well, I, well, you know, it's never been out. So yeah. you, they came up with like 100 episodes. And then they're, I didn't know they were even doing the, the, the three movies we did before. Mm-hmm. The three two-hour movies before and the three three uh, two-hour movies we did afterwards. Right, the reunion movies. Three reunion those three, right? movies yeah. and, and more or less like three pilots. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, i got to tell you, I mean, I got, there's a lot. I mean, again, I don't, I don't know how to gauge it. I mean, I'm 50, and I'm like, I can't wait for this damn thing. Yeah, but, you know, I, I, I just uh, hope it didn't... Uh, about, didn't, uh, I don't know for what they sell these DVDs for, but then I look and then I see some people sell. You know, some companies sell their 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 one se- one season for like seventy, eighty bucks. So, yeah, it depends. Uh, but you know, this was like it's like two thirty nine or two forty. Right. But you know, once I looked at it, you get forty DVDs. Oh yeah, it's a big package. <laughs> that thing must weigh a ton. Yeah, exactly. Well, you can handle it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I'm actually excited only because. It has never been shown, never been out, and mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, and I'm and I'm doing my first uh, autograph signing show ever. Oh, really? <laughs> in, in New York, my wife and I are going. We're a little nervous, but we because I've never really done one. So you know what I think you're going to find that you're going to. I think you're going to find a lot of people who you touched with your work, even if it's many years ago, 
for the six million dollar man in I that just case. Hope, hope they all like me. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. No, I'm saying is I, think I don't want get, the crazies. <laughs> no, I don't think you get the crazies, but I think you'll find I think yeah. you'll find that it's just people who I don't know if you remember back back around the time that six million was on. There was a soap opera called Dark Shadows that was very big. Yeah, now, I went to a Dark Shadows festival because I was doing interviews with the cast uh, over there. Yeah, and. You could just feel the love. I think it was like a thousand or two thousand people there. Yeah. You could just feel when the actor who played Barnabas Collins, Jonathan Frid, went up on stage. It just this is I'm, a man. I'm, I'm trying to put the Trekkies out of business. That's right. Well, you should. <laughs> but you get the uh, love that these I, people I, have. I know. For. I know. Shatner's been going to these things and and he's making a fortune. Oh out yeah. Things. <laughs> and I can't believe I looked at I looked at one they're having in Burbank coming up, and mm. it's like a Trekkie one. Yeah. And there must be. Because I had to go down to this place and get some pictures printed up, you know. Yeah. And uh, they showed me this list of uh, pictures they did for this. But it must have been like forty actors and actresses. Wow. And they've all appeared in in Star Trek or the or the series or something. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know there was that many actors and actresses that appeared on those. Oh, there've been like five TV shows. Yeah. yeah. And they all go to these. They all go at once. <clears throat> Excuse me, to Burbank. Mm-hmm. And and they you know all these people come to see them and uh, and some of them I mean half of them I've never heard of right you know? well sure because years I'm later not, I'm not really a Trekkie right <laughs> I know Shatner yeah, well he was on your show <laughs> I just I yeah I just got uh, in fact Shatner was on all my shows he was on the Big Valley he was on uh, oh uh, Owen Marshall Counselor Law and he was on uh, Six Mill and so I just got a call yesterday from their casting people wanted to know my availability on the 20th uh, for his new show. Oh, the sh- stuff my father says? Or whatever <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. so maybe I'll get to work with him. That would be fun, you know? That would be real yeah. fun. But is it amazing that here we are? I mean, the fact that this box set is coming out and, and like, somebody for me, I think you could tell I'm pretty psyched about the whole thing. I mean, is that surprise you at all that here we are in 2010 and we're talking about the $6 million man? Well, you know... Yeah, I'm surprised that it's still, uh, you know, still out there. But the, I'm surprised it didn't happen before. But you know, the problems that they had with this this property, you know, Universal lost the rights at one time. Uh, right. The family had them, and uh, you know, the, so the Martin Caden's family, family yeah. and they got you know shifted around two or three different times, and then they they were predicated on the movie. Mm-hmm. Which uh, three or four different studios and, and companies have had the rights to the film? Right. I think Miramax uh, or Weinstein Brothers uh, have it now. I'm not sure, but you know now they've run out of money. Right. And uh, so I don't know, uh, but eventually one of these days I'm sure they'll make it. They make everything else. Yeah. In fact, I'm getting ready to go to New Orleans. Uh, excuse me, in the middle of uh, October to do the Big Valley movie. Oh, I didn't even know they were doing the Big Valley movie. Yeah, yeah, that that surprised me too. Yeah, and they called me and uh, I went in to meet this uh, producer and director. And, and the producer is actually the, one of the ladies. Is uh, her father wrote the pilot? Oh wow! Uh, and uh, Edel, Edelman mm-hmm. was his name. And uh, anyway, I was talking to him. I guess I said, I guess you want me to play my original role, right? And of course, <laughs> no. It's. Uh, They've rewritten it a little, and I'm playing the father of, of course, the original role. <laughs> <laughs> but now that makes Barbara Stanwyck my wife. Well, there you go. <laughs> Instead of my stepmother. <laughs> well, they can get all kinds of Freudian things in there, I guess. But <laughs> yeah, they have Jessica Lange 
playing uh, the Stanwyck. Oh, that's cool. And then you know, they great. got they got Stephen Moyer, you know, mm-hmm. from oh, Triple sure. He's playing one of the brothers. And they've got a pretty good little cast lined up, and they're going to shoot it in Louisiana starting around November, the, the you know middle of November, middle of October. I'm sorry. So, so what does this mean? Your past is catching up with you or something? Is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, the Fall Guy's been floating around. I don't know who's got it now. I think right. Warner Brothers. So maybe they'll get them all three made before I die. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, at one point we ducked one bullet with six mil because when they were talking about making, I think they were calling the script the six billion dollar man, and uh, Jim Carrey was I know. supposed to. Somebody oh, asked me God. about that just the other day, and uh, I said, he he denies it. So I don't know if it was ever, you know, it was rumored around. But, but you know, then I thought, well, it would be a comedy. Hey, look at look at the career of somebody like Shatner, right? That guy keeps being reborn, like, for the last two decades. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I, I've been very lucky like that also. I've, uh, but I even took 10 years off. I hmm. went to Florida. And uh, I, I, after Fall Guy, right. you know, that was five years of physical uh, getting beat up a lot. Oh, sure. <laughs> With the stunts and uh I just had to take a break. I went to Florida and stayed there for like uh, 10 years. Wow. And while I was there, I only did some small independent films here and there. And uh, So I, I came back about three, four, four, five years ago and started working again and did a lot of independence and uh, a lot of a lot of comedy, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the shows, you know, I did Weeds, Three of Weeds and Community and Jim Belushi's show. And uh, so anyway, it's uh, uh, it's been good. Um, uh, feel like I'm starting over again. That's great, though. Seriously. <clears throat> yeah, <Like>, my age. <laughs> <laughs> when you look back, I'm just curious. When you when you first signed on to this show, were you hesitant at all? I mean, I'm just curious if you remember way back oh, when. Yeah. Oh yeah, because uh, when they sent me the script, it was called uh, Cyborg, mm-hmm. and it was about a guy that ran uh, 60 miles an hour and jumped tall buildings and all this. And if you, I, I don't know if you remember, but anyway, I remember. <laughs> that particular moment, though, the, one of the hottest shows on television was Batman mm-hmm. and Robin, you know, and, and it was so campy, you know, the pow, you know, and the bang, and when they did the fights and stuff, right? And it was so campy, and, and, and which which made it fun, but I, I didn't want it to be a campy show, and uh, and they promised me that it uh, it wouldn't, but then we did the first pilot. And it was very good. I really enjoyed that. Oh, yeah. And, and then we did uh, another, the second movie, and, of course, Glenn Larson was involved, And but it turned a little bit towards uh, James Bond. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't quite comfortable with that that uh, persona uh, for Steve Austin. The more of a spy type thing? Well, it was, no, it was the cutesy kind of, uh, oh, okay. I mean, they had a they had a theme song. Oh, that was terrible. Oh, my God. We were sung by Dusty Springfield. Uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, six million dollar man. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was all jazzed up. And, and I'll give you an example of a scene. I'm in a, in a tuxedo in a party in Monte Carlo, say. And uh, I go out on the balcony. I, with my bionic eye, I zoom out to this beautiful yacht out there right. and uh, see how many guards are there and all that. And then I, I take my tuxedo off, turn it inside out, and zip it up, and it's a wetsuit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is, and I pull out this little thing like a bullet-looking size and stick it in, in my mouth, and that's supposed to make me breathe right. all the way out there underwater. To dive off the balcony, you know, it was just like the, the gimmickry of the James Bond stuff. Oh yeah, and I, I, I kind of like, but you know, on the yacht was Brett Eklund. 
which wasn't bad. Well, it's worth swimming to. Yeah. Well, she was a Bond girl, too. You know, They That's even right. threw the Bond girls in. So. Yep, there you go. So uh, anyway, I wasn't quite comfortable doing this. So when we went to series, I, 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 can, you know, I really you know, pleaded with them to make the character more human and, and honest and, and, and play down play down the bionics a little bit so mm. that it wasn't just all about bionics and every every five minutes was a bionic thing. Right. Only use them when it's important. And the, and also, we don't, not no blood, we don't kill people. And, 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 you know, if you notice, every time I had a fight with somebody or a bunch of guys or whatever, as I was leaving, you'd see them roll over, like, you know, and nobody, groaning. nobody was ever dead. Right. Know? So I, I wanted to be for kids and a uh, family show, and it, and it turned out to be just about that. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you, that original pilot, I do I remember, A, you had your resistance, to uh, Steve Austin's resistance to what he had become, which well, we was kept fascinating. That. We kind of kept that. I yeah. was always hesitant to go on these missions, and he had to kind of force me, because I, I didn't really like being what I was. Right. But, but uh, anyway, uh, it all kind of worked. And Richard was just wonderful in the role. Oh, he was playing Gavin. We finally found him, you know. We, yeah. Gavin was really tough. Martin Brooks, I mean, uh, let's see, who was the first? Uh, Marty Balsam yeah. was the doctor. Those two guys were New York stage actors who were very, you know, they they were very uh, strong and a little bit darker. Mm. Well, McGavin wanted you to stay asleep until your next mission. I remember how dark that was. Yeah, yeah, that was very dark for me. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> well, you understand, so we, we finally, it kind of got it to jail, I guess. The re- and none of that, the first, uh, it just, I'm glad we did those movies now. Because you gave us those, gave us those three three chances to get it right. Yeah. When we went to series, we had the right cast, we had the right chemistry, and, uh, and it went on from there. Right. And did you I don't even know why they canceled it. it. You know, after five years, it was still still going strong. But you know, that's what the networks do. Yeah, absolutely. And then, and then they, of course, you know, they also like if you if you like an ice you like ice cream, uh, if you like that ice cream cone, we're going to give you a double dipper. You know, we'll give you two scoops, and that's what they do. You know, they they, they give you the bionic woman. Right. And then, oh, you like that? Well, we're going to give you a bionic dog. <laughs> Max, no uh, bionic yeah, I said, And they came to me, and they said, they have a bionic dog. And I said, that's not going in my show. Right. I said, you can give that to Lindsay, but I'm not having that damn dog in my show. <laughs> <laughs> and they listened to you. <laughs> and then, if you know, they kept trying. They kept, even on one of the reunion shows, they, they, you know, this was '89 uh, or somewhere. Right. They wanted to do. They're still trying to do another spinoff. And this little actress, wonderful little girl, that was just super nice, and came in to do the show. And I think she got twenty five hundred bucks for the two hour movie. And it's Sandra Bullock. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, okay. Sandra Bullock. That's where you know she kind of got started. Right. And uh, they wanted to make her the uh, spinoff, another bionic oh, Jesus. Uh, girl. And so, yeah, they had all kinds of ideas of bionic kids and bionic this. So. Yeah, Jim, maybe they'll do another reunion soon, and it'll be the bionic divorce. <laughs> because we did, we did the re- last one we did. We got married in South Carolina. So. Right. <laughs> maybe the the, re- the divorce is coming up. Or the grandkids. I mean, it could be or the children. Yeah, whatever. Bionic grandkids. Yeah, yeah. bionic grandkids. There you go. <laughs> I imagine there would be as the show got more successful. I would imagine you know as much as you said you didn't want bionics every five minutes. I bet you there was pressure to put more bionics in every five minutes. Well, the network. Yeah. Yeah. They, it's like they say. You know, you, you like ice cream. We're going to just keep shoveling down right. the road. But I, it soon would wear out. Oh sure. <clears throat> you know. 
and I, I just uh, use it really special, special times within the hour. Mm-hmm. You know, you could do uh, one every in an each fifteen minute segment, or maybe two here and there. But but just don't do one every five minutes. Right, I agree. So, you know, it does get tiresome. You're right. Yeah, and I get tired of doing it. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. Didn't the show at some point too? Also, I don't know if it, I mean I love the Bigfoot episode and stuff when Bigfoot first appeared on the show. Yeah. But it reached a point where it became very light. It seemed after a certain point, like more, very much more towards it being a kids' show. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah, well, I I got tired of I got tired of the dark stuff. I mean, I I, yeah. I, I kind of wanted to have fun with it mm-hmm. a little bit. And just to lighten the shows up, because the, uh, the first two years were really kind of boring to me. <laughs> I tell you, you know, we shot in places like, which would be out of town, but in in an industrial park, right. uh, in a warehouse, or somewhere in a electric plant, or out in the woods, you know, always fighting some other robot or Bigfoot or bunches of bad people, and and. I just got tired, and that's why after two years, I said, "You know, guys, look, I haven't had a, a, a love, of, I haven't had a love interest on this show, and I'm tired of looking at these hairy leg crew guys running around here for two years, almost three, and that's when we we brought in Lindsay Wagner to to uh, be the first love love interest, mm-hmm. and uh, that went over well. You know, the people were really kind of waiting, like." Was this guy, you know, going to come out of the closet here or something? Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Very good. So, anyway, anyway, that worked out. And then we started having more and more um, guest people, mm-hmm. you know, girl, women. Which, because the first two years, most of it was all, uh, you know, heavies. Really? So I, don't, I have to go back and look at it. I don't, I don't remember. I mean, I just always used to love the show. There wasn't any love interest at okay. all. I mean, Lindsay was the only one. Yeah. And that was some powerful television, I thought. Yeah, and I even I even uh, I even wrote a song and sang it on that episode. Oh, that's right, <laughs> love song for Jamie. <laughs> that's right. I forgot about that. I'll tell you what happened is that we were when we were filming it, and I was looking at the dailies. I go to dailies uh, when it was when I was on the lot, and there was this uh, young guy coming over. Uh, he was a liaison guy from ABC to check the dailies each day and to make sure and report back to ABC that they were okay and good and no problems. And I was sitting with him, and I said, you know, this this show with Lindsay here, this is this is interesting. This has got something. This has got great possibility, you know. But anyway, it turned out later it was Mike Eisner. Oh. Who <laughs> later was uh, president of ABC yeah. after many years. But I'm sure that he took credit for that, uh, saying that he was the one who kind of liked to like put that on the air. Right, right. Even right. though he was just reporting back to the bosses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. I just find that interesting, you know. But, uh, he was like one of the little suits. It's so hard to get series going these days and shows. Uh, back then, though, you know, the network people were so uh, open, and uh, I mean, even as, you know, as, even the Fall Guy, Glenn Larson, and I went up to I don't know if it was Fred Silverman's office or I forget who was head of this network at the time, but we went in and we said we want to pitch this show to you, and they said okay. So we we brought in David Somerville, who had written this song. The Fall Guy. Mm-hmm. And he said, okay, David, sing the song. And he sang this song, the song which I uh, sang finally on the uh, titles. Right. The Fall Guy. And uh, they said, okay, we'll buy it. We, so we pitched the show just on the song. Wow. I didn't know you. Oh, <laughs> it's a guy. It's a guy. He's a, he's a stunt guy, and he moonlights as a bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. And there you go. <laughs> so they loved it, and we shook hands, and that was it. But nowadays, it's everything is so corporate. Oh, so my God. I mean, it's it's 
and not only that, when I came back from Florida, like you go in and you meet some casting people or some executives, and and they're all like in their twenties. Right. I mean, it, it. I didn't realize it's that young of a business, but I guess it is. When you're in it, you don't. You know, back then, I guess maybe they all were. I don't think they, they were. Minds, but they all seem much older than me. Yeah, I think they were back then. I think now everything is young, 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 young. And it's you know, it's like the CAA. You know, the agency here. They just built a new building to house their agents. I mm. mean, it's it's like takes all of Century City over there. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. huge. They, got, they must have uh, 3,000 agents. So when we started at Big Valley, I was doing 40 shows a year, you know, 38 forever. And now they give you six. That's right, maybe. Six, and if, if you're good on the first three, they may give you an order for three or four more. Oh, yeah. In the old days, they didn't know that they could make money on reruns. No, of course. They thought you had to have new product the whole time. So we only got like a month off, and then we had to go back to work again. And then slowly and slowly, surely, they, you know, they realized, you know what, we can give them, uh, now they, you got you got eight months of reruns. <laughs> yeah, there's like 22 episodes of, of good new shows. Yeah, they do 22 episodes a year on most shows. They're going to have a full season. Yeah. It's 22. And, and the rest of it's reruns. Yep. It's all new deal. Yeah. It's, it's, uh... It's different. <laughs> well, I'll be close to you when I get out there. Absolutely. You know, uh, uh, let me let me ask you this. I, I'll, I'll try to wrap this up because I know we've been on longer probably than you expected. <laughs> but we're just chatting away yeah. here. Uh, are there highlights for you of that show? I mean, obviously the bionic, the Jamie Summers stuff is, is a highlight. But but are there other highlights that that you remember that were sort of strong? Well, you know, I, believe it or not, because people bring it up to me so many times, is the Bigfoot episodes. Well, the first ones were great. Well, Andre the Giant. Yeah. You know, and I remember doing a fight with him in, in the woods, and, you know, it was a sunny day, and he picks me up and throws me, and then he's supposed to come and just do this giant leap and land on top of me, and I'm and I'm thinking, I'm, he's going to crush me, this guy. <laughs> he's six, you know, he was seven foot something and uh, 400 pounds and in that outfit. And, uh, you know, I was laying there waiting and waiting, and the sun was bright in my eyes, and all of a sudden the shadow goes over my face, and, and I, I close my eyes, and you know what? He hits the ground. He doesn't even touch me. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, you know, that's how good those wrestlers right. are. But, I mean, it, he was just, and he was such a gentleman. He was a gourmet chef. Were you, were you sorry that it went off when it did, or had you had enough at that point by the time it went off? God, yeah, after the three movies and then the yeah. five years uh, of 100 episodes. Yeah, because it, it was such a grueling uh, and the hours were really, really long. Yeah. yeah. And it was just, just, just grueling. I, I lived on the lot. I had an apartment there. Did you really? Wow. Yeah. Well, I, I got it there when I first went there. I was, you know, since I was under contract to Universal, back then they had a, they had apartments. And uh, I stayed on the lot almost the entire week. Mm-hmm. I'd go home on the weekends. Wow. Because it was just too far to go. I lived in Malibu, and it was just too damn far to go and come back at 5 or 6 in the morning. Right. Because you're shooting until seven, eight o'clock at night, and uh, I just didn't have a life for five years, you know. So, and I was trying to maintain a marriage there that uh, with another popular girl. <laughs> right? Yeah, perhaps we've heard of her. Yeah. And uh, I ended up seeing her two weeks in one year. Wow! She was off doing films and stuff and doing her series, and then we—that's mainly why we got divorced. We never saw each other. Yeah, well, that's going to create a separation. I mean, yeah, you know, obviously. Uh, we we still are great friends, but we just. Uh, had our own careers going, and at that time, you just don't have the time for it. Yeah, I hear you. You know, well, at least there's something, I mean, this has nothing to do with your personal life in the sense of that, you know, but at least I would imagine, like, like when you're going to this convention, the set's coming out, to know that there are still people who were, like I said at the beginning of this conversation, touched by what you did back then. Yeah. I hope that's a good feeling for you. Oh, it is. 
No, it is. I, I, I run into people. It's only in the last 10 years that I've realized that this show, how big this show was, because I was free to travel, like when I was off those 10 years. Yeah. I was free to travel around the world and to do it in different places, and it was amazing how many people that would come up to you and, and just total strangers and total different cultures. And uh, it was, it's, you know, it was, it was very, very touching and uh, just amazing to me. The Six Million Dollar Man left the air in 1978, yet over 40 years later, the love fans feel for the show and Lee Majors himself continues. For more episodes of this podcast, please head over to tvretrovision.com and check out Voices from Krypton.net, our superhero podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast, tell your friends about us, and give us a five-star review. Thanks very much for listening, and we'll see you next time.